gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Phoenix, and today, it's a Sunday for one. And normally, I do not post podcasts on a Sunday. Sundays are my day of doing nothing podcast related. It's Monday, Tuesdays, Friday, Saturday. But if you guys are not here for the Twitter announcement or the Brad Beal news in general, I told y'all that I was going to have a special podcast episode, an emergency podcast episode that details what in the free world is happening with the Suns, with the Heat, with the Warriors, with the Kings, with all these teams, they're trying to be the top team in these Bradley Beal sweepstakes. It goes deeper than what meets the eye. Um, I like to believe that I am a Phoenix Suns journalist, that I am able to break down the Phoenix Suns exceptionally well, a lot better than a lot of other teams. So I'm going to be giving you guys my opinion as not as a fan of the Suns, but as a journalist of the Suns. So I'm going to give you guys that. I'm going to go through the heat. I'm just going to go for all these teams. And I'm really going to hone in. I'm really going to zoom in on the heat and the Suns. And I'm just going to try to crack down. I'm just going to try to help y'all understand what's going on between the Wizards, Brad Beal, and the teams looking to acquire him. First up, this is not a normal Sunday. This is June 18th. June 18th is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Whether you're already a father or about to become a father, this is your day to celebrate. So shout out to y'all. I'm going to be spending a day with my father, with my family. So besides this podcast, which is being recorded on a Saturday night, don't expect too much from me. On social media, unless it's something pretty epic or just something groundbreaking, like a Brad Bill trade or a trade, or just something along those lines, where I need to be on my phone or need to be tweeting the very, um, just need to be tweeting. But no, you guys know where to find me. Twitter.com/slash/courtsheat/courtsheat.com. I've been breaking down this, giving out mock trades. I've been releasing articles, different stuff like that. We've been doing different polls. Doing different polls. Because I believe this happened in the afternoon. In the afternoon, um, Shams tweeted that we had two finalists. Two finalists on who can land Bradley Beal. 29-year-old Bradley Beal. That is the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat. They're the two finalists. For the sweepstakes of Brad Beal. I know we heard about the Kings. Um, other teams would have been. Would be teams such as. The Warriors. And the Kings. More California drama. If you guys did not listen to yesterday's podcast episode. On all these different platforms. Including Twitter now. Do not miss it. Thousands of y'all are really enjoying it. And that makes me happy. But I talked a lot about the California drama. I talked a lot of stuff yesterday. Just trying to break it all down. But here we are. Talking about the Warriors. Talking about the Kings. And Sam Amco. Amco? I hope I'm saying your last name correctly. I I don't know. But Sam A-M-I-C-O. Sam Amco. Amco. Well, Sam over here was talking about the Warriors and them potentially, potentially coming into the mix. And I can actually see that. I can actually see that. Because they have the assets. And they could be joining the race to acquire Brad Beal. 
So this race would now be Suns, Warriors, Heat, and potentially the Sacramento Kings. That's not far-fetched. That's not far-fetched at all if you would say to me that these four teams will be in the Brad Beal sweepstakes. I 100% believe that not only are they in the sweepstakes, that um, I think it's right between the Heat and the Suns, unless the Warriors want to give up Andrew Wiggins. I don't think it's going to happen. And I just want to make myself very clear. I think that when it comes to draft capital and assets along those lines, the Suns aren't going to be able to match them. They have no first-round picks. I'm going to get to that in a bit. But when it, but what makes the Heat and the Warriors and the Kings so unique are the players that they have, the younger talent that they have, and the picks that they have. And I was talking to someone that was close to the Wizards. Just, um, I was talking to him, and he was letting me know that one of the big things that could hold the Suns back, that the Wizards, especially if they trade away Brad Beal, they're going to enter that rebuild, what they want are draft picks. Draft picks would be something huge. So I had a conversation with him, and I was one of the biggest outliers, because the Wizards, or any real rebuilding team, would want to have draft capital. They want to have... A real life, in their possession, about to get the rights to this ex-player. Unless you want the Suns 52nd pick of this draft, do not expect capital. Because we can't give up any first rounders. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that in this later portion of the podcast. But I'm just letting you guys know where everything's at right now, but I have so much got to talk to you, especially about Tower Hero. I need to get something for your guys' head real quick, as I got for mine. But I want I want to get these priorities straight for each of these teams. But I do want to say this, starting with the Wizards. Both the Heat and Suns have engaged in advanced conversations about Brad Bill. That's been confirmed by The Athletic, mainly Sham Sharania. It also appears that Washington's idea of trading away Brad Bill is to clear space to have more financial flexibility. That and both sides have been a little bit in agreement of mutually parting ways. I think there's a mutual agreement of, look, we gave it this great run. Let's do it. Let's just part ways. Let's try to get the value. Let's try to get the value. And that's going to hurt, but they're in rebuild mode. And you knew when this new management, when this new takeover was going to happen, and Tommy Shepard was let go, you knew that it was not just going to be, oh, let's run it back with Chris Porzingis, Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, all these guys. And that's why I believe Brad Beal is on the market. Brad Beal has been disgruntled publicly and privately with the Wizards for the past two seasons. I, I think that's fair to say. But I think you're now seeing something of, Mutual agreements that it's time. That they gave this a fun run. And now it has to go. So the biggest thing is. Creating financial flexibility. They're trying to curb the cap space. Which makes 100% sense. It just does. Now how does this fit the heat? Because this goes. So I'm going to break down the heat first. Now go to the Suns. Those are the two teams that I really want to focus on that I think are the two main players. And we really didn't know who Brad Bill wanted to play with. We didn't know what him and his representatives were going to go out and get. We didn't know the value. And I want to say I'm kind of shocked by the value that Brad Bill's getting. Because he's a very good player. He's a talented player, but his value, at least this summer... Is not or this offseason is just not adding up. It's just I saw you could have gotten a little more from, but 
as a Phoenix Suns fan, I'm going to talk about this in a bit. I think I'm comfortable with where everything's at. But starting up with Miami, I want to put this out to you guys. The Heat are trying not to put Tyler Hero in a deal to get Beal. That, that's just a fact. Many people have already come out and confirmed this. But just from my perspective, the Heat would never give up Tyler Hero for Brad Beal. A, one's less injured. One's a lot younger. One's been molded by this Heat culture. And one's been assessed and developed and just, um, I don't want to say groomed, but taken under the wing of Eric Sprostra, Jimmy Butler, and just been understanding the waves. And so, when you understand that, A, he's a lot cheaper, B, he doesn't get hurt that much, C, he's been around the Heat culture, and he's this talented, there's no sense of putting him in. So, they're going to try to keep that young buck out of trade conversations. They have no intentions of trading Tower Hero. And I know I was talking to you guys about that. And I know in my comment section of Twitter and going through others, because again, I like interacting with you guys, I like seeing your opinions. Y'all had a lot of questions about Tower Hero. How to work out? Would they include him? Why wouldn't they include him? And this is not a pro or against type situation involving Hero. It's not that at all. It's just, would you have to demand that? Would you have to give up sacrifice to your Hero to get a win-now opportunity with Brad Beal, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, that type of stuff? But no, the Heat are not going to be trading to our Hero. Unless I hear differently. And it's even beyond that. This is something very easy. There's no way, there's no way that he would give up Tyre Hero. Power Riley, Eric Spolstra, that entire team, that front office, the ownership, don't matter who you are, they're not giving up Tyre Hero. They know the value they have in him, they know the investment they made into him, and they're not ready to cash in on that. They'd rather win a championship. And I think there's different ways of a win-now scenario that still puts them into the finals or could get them deeper into the postseason. Because that team made it very far. So I get where you're coming from. Oh, well, we didn't have Tyler here for the postseason. Look how far we made. Especially with nine undrafted players and seven of them playing. I don't think you need to trade... Tower Hero, I think it would be incredibly insane to give up draft capital, young players, and Hero. He's young, but but yeah, you guys get where I'm coming from. So no, I don't think the Heat are going to put Tower Hero into a trade. And it's already been uh, confirmed that the Heat are trying everything in their willpower not to put Hero in that deal. So unless... The Heat are getting some crazy back in exchange for Tower Hero. Because Tower Hero's trade value, in my opinion, would be slightly higher or about the same to Brad Beals. I'm just being honest. That's my opinion right now. That could be different. And we're not going to talk about that right now. But that's my current headspace. That's where my mind's at. So even with or without Hero... The Wizards would want Haywood Highsmith and Jovic. They would want those two young guys. Now, Highsmith, he's 26. So unless you're really getting a lot of production out of him, it could be tougher. Now, Jovic, Jovic is very, very interesting. Nikhil Jovic is 20 years old. He was late first round pick out of 2022 NBA draft. He had a solid 13 minutes, 5 points, 2 rebounds, and almost 1 assist. I think there's a possibility of him becoming a pretty nice bench player, role player. I, I can see that. I can 100% see that. And I've not studied the career of Nikhil Jovic that much. But I think he could turn to a pretty nice player a pretty nice rotational player for a team, whether that's the Wizards or the Heat. So, it doesn't matter to the team, right? It could be any team, but focus about the Heat right now. 
that would just be a wrap. But they want Highsmith, they want Jovic, and that makes sense. You want differently assessed players. You want differently skilled players. You want differently aged players. It's only a six year difference, but still. It, it's 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 just a different it's a different beast, especially when you understand the value of Brad Beal. Because Haywood Highsmith, yes, he's twenty-six, but he can still give you great defense. Gives you great defense. 18 minutes of solid defense. He played 54 games. He's been trying to battle his way into the league. Haywood's finally here. He may have a home with Miami. He may be traded, but the defense, the defense helps tremendously. And he had those glimpses in the postseason where he could have been that guy. And he was that guy defensively. Offensively, it could be a hit or miss, but you're really looking on his defensive capabilities. So that's where you're trying to grasp if he's going to be good or not. But, but. What would be potential mock trades between the Heat and the Wizards? I stumbled upon this. It was from the Miami Heat UK account. Uh, they said the latest. Per reports, Wizards want Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, uh, Nikhil Jovic, uh, Haywood Highsmith, and Miami's 18th overall pick. And then they added... Uh, that Miami is reluctant to do the deal on that demand. I do Lowry, I do Robinson, 18th pick, and Jovic. That's, that's where, I'll give up Highsmith, Lowry, Robinson, but the 18th overall pick and Jovic, Because uh, uh. if you guys remember, I went through that lottery mock draft, and there was so much talent that was going to go in the first round, beyond the lottery. In the lottery, their 18th overall pick is only four picks outside the lottery. And they're still decent guys. There's, no, there's very, very good guys there. So, that 18th pick. Um, look. It's tough. Maybe, in you, well, if you say, well, let's talk about the 18th overall pick. Because you're going on Jimmy Butler's timeline. Jimmy Butler is not always going to be a Miami Heat. He he wants to retire as a Miami Heat, but he's not had many years left. He's been he's taken the Heat to the finals twice, lost in the finals twice, and now he's struggling to find himself as that superstar or as Jimmy Buckets or Himmy Buckets, whatever you want to call him, doesn't matter. But he's not that superstar. And if you're saying okay, him, Bam, and Beal, that could work. It's not a bad big free, and you just try to go in a different direction by re-signing the guys that were on your team uh, last season. You could do that. You could try to run it back with the addition of Brad Beal. And the subtraction of Lowry, Robinson, Jovic. Look, if you have to give up those four players, I would. I would miss the defense of Highsmith. Jovic is going to have some crazy potential. Robinson... Off and on, off and on. Lowry just too old. He was good when he was with the Raptors, but besides that, he just grown too old. But he's also like 37. So, but when you talk about win now opportunity, the win now opportunity, the window is closing. So this may be a deal they have to consider. And it's not too far off my trade proposal because. I, w- I, I thought, okay, I was trying to keep Jovic, and I came, this came out like around 11.36 in the morning, this is yesterday of course, I had the Heat getting Broward Beal, and the Wizards getting the 18th overall pick, Hayden, Haywood Highsmith, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, another first rounder in 2028, and a, a second rounder in 2029, could I be... Reaching for the other two picks, yes. If you want to throw in the second round, you could. But if you're, I, I was testing the waters. I think if you, if you give up the, hmm, 
I'm just going to be honest, guys. The reason why I gave him those two extra picks, because I think the 18th overall pick is enough, plus give him two of the free players is enough. But you're asking him to take on a $29.6 million contract that's uh, that's an expiring contract to Kyle Lowry. So you're going to have to eat that. Then you're going to have to take Duncan Robinson's very rough contract for the next three years of $18.1 million or whatever it's going to be. And then Haywood Highsmith. While he's a stretch big, he is limited. Especially as a 28-year-old. So... I was trying to compensate more for that, especially from the financial side. Especially considering that, even in that drawing, clearing up $3 million or $2.9 million. Either way, oh, I'm sorry, that they're enduring, enduring uh, $3 million. So take that as you will. But whether you want to do the extra draft capital or not, that, that doesn't matter, but... The main topic, the main outcome that I wanted to have with this mock trade was to say Kyle Lauer, Duncan Robinson, Haywood Highsmith must be traded. I think it takes free players. And when you're really talking about players that they can use, you're just talking about Highsmith and Robinson. Robinson's not a starter. Maybe he could get some starter-like minutes. I don't know. I'm not very high Robinson. I like the game of Robinson. He was critical for the Heat in certain points of time this season, this postseason. But beyond that, I don't think he's going to be fitting in the long-term rebuilding plans of the Washington Wizards if he does indeed get traded. But with that being said, we also have Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry's just, he's getting really old. And maybe he can mentor the younger guys. Maybe he gets something out of Denny Avaja. I don't know. Baji, however you say his last name, I'm sorry. But that's just... So, between me and Miami Heat UK, I... That's actually pretty close. And just for the record, no, I did not steal... <laughs> I did not steal somebody's... Um, Trade. I did not steal. I did not steal. No, no. I did not steal. Mine came out eleven thirty. His came out, or his or hers, whoever it is. I don't know who runs this account, but whoever whoever runs this account came out at three uh, thirty. So I would I would do that if I'm the Heat. I would do that deal because especially if you're talking about a about a win now opportunity, Bradley Bill will help. Bradley Bill will help. Um, I don't think you can deny that. I don't think you can deny that. I wouldn't want anyone to deny that. So honestly, honestly, I would if I'm the Heat, I would entertain that. But you gotta keep Jovic. And I know people are saying, well, it doesn't matter. You can find our Jovic. Maybe, but he's 20 years old. He just had his rookie season. I would like to keep that potential. But Haywood Highsmith, I'm sorry, buddy. You may have to leave. Um, so it just it's just one of those things. It's one of those things. And that's where we're at with the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat, just by the way, have the best draft capital out of the Phoenix Suns and probably with the Golden State Warriors. Or maybe they're just similar. I'll have to check the... Warriors draft state, but you know while we're here, hold on, let me just go there and check out the draft capital for the Warriors. But the Heat have the assets where people fail to comprehend. I'm not saying you guys. I'm not saying. I'm just saying people in general. And we do. I even do sometimes where we fail to recognize. Is that this is a player's league. I recognize that greatly. But sometimes, especially if it's no trade clause, he gets to control the outcome. So if he wants to go to one team, he's going to that one team. Especially since this team, the current team that he's on, is just a team where they're where it's just his time. They just want to move away. And I'm trying to pull up all of this. Hold on, give me a second. The picks. So, this year, 
Warriors have 19th. Miami has 18th. Uh, they have a 2024, but if they get rid of their 2023, then the Heat can't use their 2024. That's just how that works. You need to have at least one first rounder in two seasons for two NBA drafts. Yeah, so they're pretty similar. The Warriors have three more picks. The Warriors have 11. The Heat have a 8. But if you look at this, you're really looking at um, them have like a, more second rounders. This is like later year type stuff. Just being honest. 2024, they don't have one. 2025, they're fine. 2026, they're fine. 2027, they're fine. 2028. Yeah. They, they don't have many. The Warriors have one, two, three, four, five second rounders. The Heat only have one, two. They only have two second rounders. So, there's the main difference. But you're always going to lean towards the team that has the more... First rounders. And those are gonna be more a high. Right, if that, if that makes sense, if that makes sense. And that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at. But the Heat the Heat have the better assets. They just do. But and I'm gonna talk about this because Flex is something very interesting, and I thought this was always gonna be the case. Brad Bill determines where he goes. That's already been decided. That's already that's already been known. But, and as a Phoenix Suns fan, it should get you excited. It's where he wants to play. And I think he wants to play for the Phoenix Suns. So, with that being said, I'm just going to jump right into it. The Suns are reportedly Brad Bill's preferred destination. As he gets to play alongside Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Fucks from Jersey was talking about that, saying that this was his preferred destination. That it is his preferred destination. I'm not discrediting Flex. He's normally around everything that he says. I hope that is the case, but I'm not going to get my hopes up high on that. But we're going to trust the process. I think Brad Bill does want to play for the Phoenix Suns. I think it's a better... If you want to win a ring, you go to the Phoenix Suns than the Miami Heat. I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. You get to play with two future Hall of Famers. You would have a pretty good team around you. You have a core four because he wants to keep DeAndre in. I'm going to talk about that in a bit. But So you would have a starting lineup of Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre, Bradley Beal, and Torrey Craig. That's not bad at all. That's that's actually very, very good. That's a pretty good starting lineup. And I'm going to talk about the Phoenix Suns bench because that's something that we need to address. That was one of our greatest downfalls. One of our greatest downfalls this past season. And as a fan of the Phoenix Suns, that just sickened me, especially when we were in the postseason. So it's all fun and games until we're in elimination style. And it gets bad from there. It gets it gets real bad from there. But I want to talk about this. I found this very, very interesting. Bill reportedly wants to have some say in who he plays with. So he does not want Chris Paul back. He doesn't want Chris Paul on his team. Or on the Suns. But he does want DeAndre to stay. Which works for Frank Vogel because he praised DA. Whether that was a strategic tactic or he generally meant it. Either way, I think you can repair that relationship between him and the Suns since his new regime came in. I honestly do believe that. I also do believe Frank Vogel, DA will work out. I think Brad Beal and DA will work out. I think there's a lot of love to go around. But Chris Paul, it would make sense because why would you want to have an agent guy, an agent guard right there where he could be taking up your minutes? You would want him gone. You would want to have him. And the Phoenix Suns will also want to have gone. He made great contributions, but 
Oh, pardon me. He made great contributions, but this was the upgrade that we wanted. This is the upgrade that we needed and we wanted. I know that he's not listed as a point guard, but he could play point. Don't get me wrong. Look at his stats. Watch the man play. He can play point. He can shoot and he can play point. Plus, the way the Suns work, Kevin can bring up the ball. D-Book can bring up the ball. Bill can bring up the ball. Like, there's a myriad of possibilities that can just happen for the Suns when it comes to facilitating this team, um, keeping up playmaking, just different things along those lines that's not always uh, shooting or playing in isolation. And I swear, if we play in ISO one more time for no good reason, I'm going to flip out. Just a pet peeve that I have. I, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that's that's my pet peeve. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. But I found that very interesting that Brad Bill wants Chris Paul off the Suns if he comes to the Valley. DeAndre that he can't stay. So that should give DA confidence. But it makes sense why the Suns are looking to trade Chris Paul. And why the Suns are going to listen to Brad Bill and say, okay, if you want to come here, fine, we'll keep DA. Drew be told DA's trade market is very, a per load, real. Oh, sorry about that. Very lean. It's very thin. Whether that's true or not, in all reality, I, I don't, I, I don't know, but... It's just not been the best. I would have rather had DeMontis Sabonis, but I don't. I don't mind Da. I think there's. I don't think there's anything you can unlock that you can tap into. But I think that Da can be utilized differently. I don't think Monty Williams really utilized him correctly. That's part of the issue. I think Frank Vogel will give him the right defensive schemes. I think he'll put him in the right defensive plays. I think he'll help him. I think he'll help the big man out. So, I proposed a the most realistic trade for both the Suns and the Wizards. Washington would be getting second rounders, a savvy veteran, and a young slash talented center. The uh, Phoenix would be getting an expired contract from Daniel Vaji, who hasn't been completely bad for Washington, and would be getting Beal, a big free matchup for Phoenix, and if. And I was doing this where um, D.A. was. I was assuming that this was going to be a Chris Paul D.A. type deal because that's what we've been hearing all this past season, heading into the summer. And I thought, okay, you give up two solid pieces where D.A.'s on a, now I'm not going to say team-friendly deal, but it's not the worst deal you can ever have. But... And you had those free second rounders, including this year's second rounder. You had a 2023, 2026, and 2028 second rounder. And you get a Vaji and Beal. Vaji has been interesting for the Wizards. Not been used properly. I think he could have some untapped potential, but I think the Wizards wouldn't mind getting rid of him. I don't know. That's just my own conclusions. It's just where I'm at right now, and he has an expiring contract. Now, this one may be outdated. This one may be outdated. Because. Because. Um, if DA stays, Brian Bill wants DA to stay and Chris Paul to leave. I, I just find it very insane that Chris Paul, at this stage of his career, has more trade value than DeAndre. I honestly don't know how that actually works. I don't know. But per Chris Haynes, it's believed the Chris Paul and Andrew Shamit deal is what it would take if Brad Bill chose to force his way to the Phoenix Suns. And while nothing's been confirmed yet, I said that the Wizards may not trade for DeAndre if Chris Hawkins and or Kyle Kuzma stays with Washington. It's got to remember... Chris Opportunity is, is contemplating taking that player option. I think it's like 36 million. It's, it's big bucks. It's big bucks. But Landry Shaman, 
Well, let me just share its value, just so we're all very, very clear. Is to be, is to be a salary matcher. That's all he is. That's all he is. That's not me trying to be disrespectful. That's not me being disrespectful at all. But I just want y'all to be very clear. I want to be very clear with y'all. The only reason why Landry Shaman would be included in this deal, besides the fact the Suns don't want or need him, is to make the money work. He has no other value outside of making the trade balanced on the financial side of things. That is a straight up fact, and I would argue that with anyone. That's just my opinion. That's my opinion. It's my opinion. Y'all can agree with it. Y'all can disagree with it. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's just one of those things. It's one of those things. But I can see two free second rounders. I think this year's second rounder, this this draft, uh, draft NBA draft pick for the second rounder, number 52, would go to Washington. Then Shama goes over and Chris goes over. Now, I also want to address this. I know people were saying, well, if Chris, and these are valid, these are very valid, that if Chris Paul goes, he's never going to want to play for Washington. Why would he want to play for a rebuilder? He wants to win a championship. He wants to ring chase, especially at this point in time in his career. And those are all very valid, and Chris Paul should not settle for the Washington Wizards. But just like Kyle Lowry, him and Chris Paul aren't at their peak anymore. They have value, but not as a starter starter if you, if you know what I mean I don't think the Wizards will keep him around they may stretch and wave him that that could be an option they may do what the Phoenix Suns would have done and just stretch and wave him or just downright just like once we get him just release him however that would work I would have to go through that a little more but that could ultimately work um Right here, right now, I don't think Chris Paul would want to play for the Wizards. I don't think the Wizards want Chris Paul. But because you want to have a salary dumper and you're ready to get rid of Brad Beal, you're ready just to take that in. And if Brad Beal truly wants to play for the Phoenix Suns, it doesn't matter if the Suns don't have a first-round pick. He's forcing his way to Phoenix. He's forcing his way to Phoenix. I believe that. I believe that. And there's all these pros and cons of Brad Bill coming and not coming. I'm going to talk about that in a bit. But I, I just want to let everyone know that Brad Bill will be an addition, not a subtraction to the Phoenix Suns. It won't hurt the Phoenix Suns. It will help the Phoenix Suns. But don't worry about Chris Paul. Don't worry about it. The Phoenix Suns will have that taken care of. And I would love the big brain move. I would love the big brain move of this. That the Suns trade Chris Paul to the Wizards. The Wizards release him after the deal is done. CP wants to go somewhere else. And Paul comes back to the Suns on the veteran minimum. Like, how stinking insane would that actually be? Not would that be incredible. That would be big bearing thinking from Mashbia, James Jones, and Chris Paul. Now it's the best of all worlds. And you can still be loyal to Chris Paul. You can still respect Chris Paul. Yeah, sure, he's taking less money, but now he has the best odds of winning a championship. And now your bench is also being strengthened. It's also being strengthened. And speaking of, um, speaking of just between the Wizards and the Suns, I just want to let you guys know that Brad Bill's agent is the father of current Sun CEO Josh Barlstein. Mark Barstein is Brad Bill's agent. He, I let me repeat that. He is the son's. He is the son CEO's father. Now I, I I put that on Twitter. So if you guys want to read that, you could. Could, but but I just want to let you guys know that I want you all to remember this: the Knicks signed Joan Brunson besides the money because of family ties. I asked the question, could the Suns use this fact as a selling point for Brad Bill and his agent? That would be something. How loyal is Brad Bill to 
his agent. How bad will his agent push to go see his son again? To be closer to his son? How would that How would that be? There's some added motivation. There's a little plot twist. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. Now let's talk about this bench. Something that I've been dreading and I really do not want to talk about, but I have to. I have to in this emergency podcast episode. I just have to. So I believe the Suns will land Bradley Beal. They're the favorites. And that's just not because I'm a fan of the Phoenix Suns and I'm biased. No, I honestly do believe that the Suns are favored the land Beal. The land a 29-year-old guard. But what does this mean for their bench? So, let's say Chris Paul and Andrew Shaman are in fact traded. All you have are two bench players under contract. And we're taking now the starters. You know, like Katie, D-Book, those, ty- uh, those types of guys. D-A, because Brad Bill wants him to stay, and the Suns are going to give him another shot to the trade line. Something I've been proposing for the longest time as a possibility. You're going to have to... Just roll them out. You have to look at the bench. You have to look at the guys. Because once you make this deal, there's there's not a lot of room for the Suns to breathe. I don't know if they have like their mid-level exception or not, but they're going to have to rely upon the minimum contracts, the veteran minimum contracts, anything they can to give themselves money breaks, but still get quality players. Saban Lee and Darius Baisley can be extended the qualifying offer. Those are the only two players that can be extended through that type of offer. Ish Wainwright may or may not be back. Uh, next season is through a team option, so the Suns control his destiny. The Suns can only offer veteran minimum contracts to fill out the rest of the roster. So minimum contracts do your work. They have no tradable pieces outside of Ain and Paul, plus no first-rounders that they can use in a deal. The Suns can re-sign Bismarck Biombo, Jock Lundell, and Damian Lee to veteran minimums. Josh Akogi can come back on a minimum contract. And then, of course, I brought up Chris Paul having the big brain move of just being traded and come straight back to Phoenix, being a solid bench piece. But right now, this is bad. Right now, this is really bad. Because their bench... Maybe you have to flip DeAndre in. Maybe, yeah, sure, Beal wants Aiden to stay, but Beal's going to have to understand, A, this is not his team to command. B, that to get the bench situated, you may have to trade your starting center. Because maybe it's just time to move on from him. And I'm not saying that they should or shouldn't. I'm just saying that you're going to have to consider that. So you get rid of Chris, you get rid of Shamit, and you then move your eyes towards DeAndre Ain. Maybe you try to see what the Bulls. Hey, you want to trade Patrick Williams? You want to trade some uh, draft picks? You want to trade Alex Crusoe? Let's talk. Maybe you could talk to some Mavericks. What you want to do is is one of your guys open. Like, who can we get? Maybe JaVale McGee can make a return. Maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing out names. But DeAndre may have to go to get bench pieces. And that's where I'm right now. We are taking a gambler's risk. We're taking an enormous risk. If we get Brad Beal, because there are pros and cons. I love Bradley Beal, but seeing beyond that, you have to look at the bench. Because even if you have a core five, if you have a pretty strong five, what about the bench? And that's something that the Suns struggled with last season. Especially with the final two weeks. Especially the postseason. So you have to take that into account. And once you take that into account, you have to look at guys like Alex Crusoe. Maybe you could try to trade for him. Maybe you try to sign Josh Richardson. Maybe you go after Dennis Smith Jr. Maybe you just try to go after those guys. Maybe you try to go after very old veterans. I don't know. You're just going to have to make some things work. 
And of course, I'm going to break that more on the podcast on the website. But as of right now, if you bring back the current team, you're just running it back with the current team, but subtracting CP, Landry, and DA, and adding Beal. Is that the worst thing in the world? No. But is the best thing in the world? No. I mean, it's like a win-lose situation. So when you look at the bench, what would this mean for their bench? Their bench is getting extremely thin. Thinner than thin. Like evaporating thin. They had problems with that last season. You can't carry that to the next season. Especially when you're trying to win a championship. It just can't be that way. And I know we're trying to go for these big pieces. We're going to star after star after star after star. But you got to look at the role players. You got to look at the death players. You just got to look at those types of things. So maybe you try going for more veterans. You have to. Maybe you try to see who's out there on the market. Maybe you try to look for Josh Richardson. Maybe you try to look for Green. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It just, maybe you try to trade for Alex Crusoe. Maybe you try to get Jalen, uh, JaVale McGee back. I I don't know. Um, It's going to be very, very tough because you're going to have to look at, not the big names, you're going to have to look for the guys that are very, very veterans. Like, you're not going to be looking at starters. Maybe Will Barnes a guy you look at. He's rotation. He's rotation. Brooke Lopez would be too expensive. You're going to have to go down this list. You're going to have to look at Jeff Green. I was not referring to Draymond Green. I was referring to Jeff Green. I was going to call him Jalen Green for some reason. Um, Cameron Johnson is going to be too much. Dante DiVincenzo is going to be too much. Ish Smith. He's probably going to be too much. But I think Jeff Green and Ish Smith are going to run it back with Denver. Why not? Maybe you try to have George Hill. Who knows? Who knows? But George Hill is also 37, so. And I don't know how many people were actually thinking he was still on that team. You have to look at Austin Reeves. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Austin Rivers. You have to look at Blake Griffin. Andre Godalo, you gotta look at all these guys. Maybe Matthew Melodova, Adeldova, maybe Frank the Tank. Look, you just gotta look at these different types of rotation players, death players. Damian Jones, Javon Carter, maybe ever, I don't know. I'm throwing out names because some of them could work, some of them couldn't. Maybe Jalen Jalen McDaniels, I don't think you'll have enough. I don't think he would just accept a minimum. I don't know. You're going to have to make some pretty bold choices. Maybe you get Reggie Jackson on a minimum. You're looking at him last time. Maybe you get Terrence Ross. I I don't know if Terrence Ross comes back, but it does get interesting nonetheless. So you're going to have to look, but this is going to be cut extremely thin. This is going to be extremely thin. Whatever your decision is, you have to prioritize the bench. So whether or not you get Brad Bill, you're still going to have to look at your bench. You're still going to have to optimize your bench. And it's going to be important, critical guys. Just not random names being pulled out of the G League. No disrespect to anyone that comes out of the G League or Saban Lee or any of those guys. But you saw Dwayne Washington not working. You saw Saban Lee not working. Damian Lee just fell off. And there was reasons for that. You just can't let that happen again. So there's, there's pros and cons to all of this, but... I believe if you can fix the bench, whether that's trading DA or just signing veterans on the minimum, and you could try to get back a Kogi, and you could get back Tory Craig, you get back Biombo and Landell, if you get back to all these guys, you can make this very, very interesting. A guy I would extend a qualifying offer to would be Baisley. You just this is gonna be a testament to the legacy. Uh, James Jones leaves and f- leaves in Phoenix as the general manager. It also depends how aggressive 
the new owner Matt HBO wants to be. It's how gutsy he wants to be. So we have all these different things we got to consider. But I think you pull the trigger on the Phoenix Suns acquiring Brad Beal. Because this is not like Kevin Durant where you got to wait an offseason. The Nets want to keep Durant. Durant and I want to keep the Nets. That's not the same situation here. The Wizards are done with him. Brad Beal is done with him. They're just ready to part ways. And these this has been ramping up since reports came out of... Brad Bill granted permission to seek his own trade finder. The, his own trade partner. So, I'm excited. I think the Suns will get this job done. I don't know when they're going to get this deal done. But the Wizards are very much motivated to get this deal done before the draft comes. And if by the off chance, Damian Lord does become available for trade. And if he tries to force him his way out of Portland. So... Washington's trying to get that deal done, and it's a very, very smart move because as soon as you get that done, you could try to go for Damian Lillard. But at that point, why wouldn't you just keep Brad Beal if you try to get Damian Lillard? Damian Lillard would never go to Washington. He would just stay in Portland. But that's a different conversation for another day. With that being said, guys, these were my rough thoughts. These were just my initial thoughts. I'm going to have a lot more coming out, but this is, I hope, a clearer explanation. I hope this is a better visual, it's just a better way of understanding the Brad Beal situation and how this fits into the Heat and the Suns and all these different players. And I hope I'm going to crack open the Suns bench and how they can fix it, but I was throwing out names. There's just some initial things we got to get done, and the money's going to be super tight. I want y'all to know that, but we fix the starters, we get another star, and then the bench, we'll work from there. We'll work from there. So guys, with that being said, I'm going to wrap it up here. Again, happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there, and I'll see y'all Monday. Have a great day. Peace out.